Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And speaking of traveling the world, we're actually currently in San Pedro de Atacama in northern Chile. Just arrived last night after an amazing three-day trip to the Bolivian Salt Flats, one of the highlights of our Daddy Blogger World Tour. Make sure you check it out at daddyblogger.com and make sure you check out our social media and our videos as we document our travels all across South America. We've already been to 12 countries in South America. We just have one more to go, Uruguay, and it will have done all 13 countries in South America. And uh, on today's episode, I actually have one of my travel inspirations, Travis Sherry. He's the founder of Extra Pack of Peanuts. And a quick little side note here, uh, when we were back in Vancouver, BC, Canada, before we started an epic tour around the world, we actually were listening to a lot of podcasts, including our friend here, Travis Sherry, who is the founder of the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast, plus the Location Indie uh, community, which I'm a part of, and also the Paradise Pack, which is an amazing bundle of uh, uh, products for travelers. And he's traveled around the world, and he's on the verge of fatherhood. He's about to become a digital nomad dad in the next few days or weeks. So we're super excited to interview him because I know in the next uh, next few weeks or months, he's definitely going to be super busy. So Travis, how are you doing today, my friend? I am doing fantastic. As you know very well, Ricky, there's no way to plan when this kid is going to be coming. So uh, yeah, here I am sitting, waiting for that uh, either call from my wife or the call from downstairs of saying like, hey, we got to go, we got to go. So um, yeah, just waiting uh, for our first shot. It's going to be absolutely incredible. But I am a little jealous because here you are sitting um, out in Chile and you just got this Bolivian salt flat, awesome expedition. And I'm just at my house outside of Philadelphia. So little struck... Uh, by Wanderlust from getting to hear about your stories and, of course, talk about the Daddy Blogger World Tour. So little bit, little bit jealous right at this instant. Well, you know, uh, when I was uh, in the midst of having my kids and all, I was jealous of you as you traveled the world and I was back in Vancouver. So now the roles are switched. But, uh, you know, that's part of the life journey. Sometimes you're going to have moments of stability, security, when obviously the kid's coming out. And then you're going to have times of adventure. So that's part of the journey. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, like you definitely have to be inspired by others. And I've been inspired by you. And I'm glad we can switch around so that you can be inspired by me. So, uh, and I'm sure a lot of our listening viewers on our Digital Nomad Mastery uh, episodes, videocasts, and podcasts have been inspired by your journey. So a lot of people know you already just because you're out there on the World Wide Web and on the podcast uh, directories, etc. But for those of you who don't know you yet, Travis, why don't you do a quick introduction and share a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Well, if, if you don't know who I am, um, and I'm sure there's a lot of you who don't, as uh, Ricky's being very generous saying that that some of you may know me. I'm, sh I'm sure there's a few. But um, yeah, I uh, long story short, Ricky, like you, and we were talking about this a little before, didn't travel that much growing up. I simply, you know, I went down to Florida to see my grandparents. My parents took me around the States a little bit, but it wasn't really until I studied or until I traveled abroad to do an internship in Switzerland when I was about 26 years old. I've been teaching high school history. I went back to school, did a master's, uh, took an internship in Switzerland, working for the International Baseball Federation. Sounds much more glamorous than it actually is. We can get into some of those stories, but that was a crazy time. Uh, but it was the first time I lived abroad. And so I was in Switzerland for four months, and I thought, this is just an amazing adventure to live here versus like traveling through. So I, I came back from that, and I wanted to travel more. And my wife was was keen to do the same thing. So we were both teachers by trade. So we ended up teaching English in Japan for two years. Um, again, very similar roles here that you, that you and I uh, had. So I taught English in Japan for two years. And it was during that time that I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I knew that travel and living abroad was going to be the, the most important thing for me at that moment. And so 
I was looking at teaching at international schools and, and stuff, but I, I remember distinctly a buddy of mine was teaching in Rio de Janeiro. He was like, hey, you can come and be the 10th grade history teacher here. They pay me really well. It's like 60,000 US a, um, a year. I got a two bedroom beach, uh, two bedroom place on Ipanema Beach, like all these great things. And he was essentially saying like, I can get you an interview and pretty much get you the job. So I did interview and I did get offered the job. And I knew at that moment, though, like the, the oh, really of, of, like international teaching. Like, I was going to have this great job in this really cool area. I'd be teaching with a friend. And I just thought, oh, I don't really want that. And the reason I didn't want it was I didn't want someone telling me I had to live in Rio. I mean, it sounds like, oh yeah, poor baby, you got to live in Rio. But I didn't want to t be tied down to two years in Rio because I was just so full of wanderlust and wanting to see so much that um, I knew I had to do something different. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know the term digital nomad. I didn't know the term location independence at that point. But I knew that's that is what I wanted, that idea. And so um, I started a website um, called Extra Pack of Peanuts, which was helping people travel hack. And that was because I learned, hey, you can get these freaking flyer miles and hotel points and all these things to travel cheaper. I had a teacher salary, so I, I couldn't just go off on a whim whenever I wanted. So I had to find out ways to travel cheaper. So I started writing that in January, uh, January 1st, you know, nice little beginning date. I can always remember that January 1st, 2012. And uh, that spawned off into the podcast and a general travel site and all that kind of stuff. And then that led me to teaching something that I knew very well. And that was my own life, right? People were saying, hey, Trav, it's cool. I went on this trip. Uh, you taught me how to get there cheaper. So the two big reasons people don't want to or can't travel, time and money, right? So I was like kind of helping them with the money part. They could travel cheaper, but they're like, I, I got to come home. I got to go to work. You know, I only have two weeks or three weeks of travel. How come you never have to come home? What, what, what gives? And I just was like, well, I, I started a company online even before I knew what I was doing. Right. I just started working online and making some money online. So that then led to the, the other projects you mentioned. Um, the Paradise Pack, which is a bundle sale that teaches people how to travel, live, and work anywhere. And then our online community, which is a paid membership community called Location Indie. And that's for people who either are location independent or want to become location independent. So they want that lifestyle. We have a community of people who pay each month. We do expert workshops and all that kind of stuff. So that brings us up to current day where I am uh, you know, sitting here in Philadelphia. I'm not actually somewhere exotic right now, but I do have, a, as you mentioned, a big life change coming up with having a kid. So that is the short story of my life, I guess, uh, encapsulated into a couple minutes. Awesome. Uh, definitely, we're going to do a little bit of a deeper dive into those areas. So with, uh, with travel hacking, uh, you know, that's what really uh, elevated your platform and you became well known in the travel industry for that. Tell us about uh, what are your top tips for people who want to get into travel hacking? Uh, any advice you've uh, learned from those many, many years of doing it yourself and you want to pass on to our viewers and listeners here today? For sure. And that is how I got started. It's still like close to my heart, this idea of travel hacking. I, essentially, even if I had millions and millions of dollars, I would always want to get the best value. I just wouldn't, like, I don't care if I have a million dollars that I could buy a first class ticket. Guess what? I'm not buying, I'm not paying 20 grand to fly five hours. So, um, Travel hacking is the idea that you're you're getting the best value uh, and you're finding the best way to, to travel. And, and a lot of times that means flights and accommodations. Those are the two main areas because those are usually your two biggest expenses. So with flights, um, uh, what I found and one of the best things you can start doing is earning frequent flyer miles. So if you're in the US or Canada, um, it, it is much easier than it, than for other countries. So I'll start off with that. And most of the people that I teach are US based. There are, are certainly some Canadians too. And the, it's the idea that you're earning these rewards reward points 
through credit card signups, spending on your credit card, promotions, things like that. Everyone sees the commercials of like earn 50,000 points, you know, and William Shatner's on TV and telling you you can earn these points and people get all excited and they get these points and then they never use them. Well, the reason they never use them is the companies make it fairly difficult to, to, to understand in the beginning because if you don't use them, they don't have to give you the rewards, right? So you, they kind of have you, you're loyal because you're getting these rewards. Yeah, but you're not using them. It's like, well, they're, they're winning there, right? So I started this I, uh, learning about how to use frequent fire miles and how to earn hundreds and thousands of frequent fire miles, not just through flying. And a lot of that is through credit card signups. So my the biggest piece of advice I would give someone check your credit score. If you have a decent credit score over 700 or above, you're in the US or Canada, um, go and get a very good travel rewards credit card. That'll give you a nice sign-up bonus, 50,000, 60,000 points. That's essentially enough for a round-trip ticket to Europe. Um, and then just start using it, pay it off each month, and start accruing these points. But make sure you get the one that gives you points that are actually good. Like it's a currency, Ricky. It's not, you know, if, if I said, hey, I'll give you 100 Japanese yen or 100 US dollars, you're going to do some research. You're going to say, well, wait, I don't know, which is worth more. And then you'd find out that a hundred yen is $1. So you take the hundred US dollars. So that's what I would recommend at the beginning. Um, get a good travel rewards credit card, start using it, take advantage of it, learn how to do it. Once you kind of spend a couple hours, two, three, four hours, it, it's, it's like peeling away an onion. All of a sudden it becomes very clear. Not that you can do everything, but you can do enough to get free trips. And so um, that's the reason that we've been able to go to probably 50 so countries in the last five years was that we have probably had uh, somewhere around $100,000 worth of flights in value. And we've probably paid $5,000, you know, and, and those numbers are, are guesses, but probably pretty close guesses. So we've been able to essentially travel around the world, fly around the world for usually under $100 a plane ticket. That is a phenomenal. And obviously with travel, the biggest expense is obviously the, the flights and then the accommodations. So if you're able to save on both of those through travel hacking by redeeming airline points and hotel points, boom, you're, 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 you're golden. Uh, so uh, obviously it depends on the country you are in terms of credit cards, but people in the US, uh, what credit cards would you recommend? Yeah, so I, there's my favorite are Chase, uh, Chase Bank. They right now as we're recording this, and sometimes it changes, but they have some really good uh, credit cards. One's called the Chase Sapphire Preferred. The other is called the Chase Sapphire Reserve. If you're in the US, you've probably seen these because they had big marketing campaign, but they are the the best ones. And the reason I like Chase Points is they're they're just very flexible. You can transfer them to United or Southwest or Hyatt and book your stays with those specific um, brands, or you can use. Um, them as cash, which is really valuable. So then there's no blackouts or anything like that. If it's a $1,000 plane ticket, you can use 80,000 points and you can book it right off. And, and so because you can use it both those ways, either with partners or like just as cash, essentially, um, it, it just opens up a lot of options. They're great cards. And those are the two that, that I recommend. One has a higher fee, but gives you more perks. And one is kind of like the lower level version of that. So the preferred is the, the lower level version, the reserve is kind of like the upper, upper level version. And so those are the two that I, that I use 95% of the time when I'm doing my spending. Awesome. And obviously that's good for the flights. Uh, what, what do you use for the hotels? Any uh, chains you're loyal to? Any uh, cards that are good for the saving on the hotels? Yeah, there are a few cards out there. Uh, Chase has a bunch of cards again. Um, the one that I prefer the most is the Chase IHG, which is the Intercontinental Hotel Group. Uh, the reason I like that, it's a $49 annual fee. But for that fee, every time you pay it, you get one free night in any Intercontinental in the world. So 
you know, a lot of them have restrictions, like category one through four. And you're like, yeah, okay, there now I'm staying at like a roadside thing in like Tuscaloosa, Alabama, right? Great. Who cares? Uh, no offense to Tuscaloosa, but uh, the international, the IHG card gives it in any intercontinental. So you can stay in, you know, the intercontinental Paris. You could stay in the one in Bora Bora, right? And we were talking like, 600 700 800 a thousand dollar a night hotels you can get a free night so for that 49 dollars, you can stay anywhere so i just like that one because every year heather and i decide to treat ourselves to one night you know during our travels somewhere really cool in an intercontinental um and so that's i'm not as loyal to the hotel cards as much as the flights because for me accommodations have so many more options right so like you can airbnb you could stay at hostel so you're not tied to having to stay at a hotel whereas for flights you know yeah there's other airlines but it's essentially like you're gonna have to get a flight somewhere it's probably gonna be expensive if you're not using frequent farmhouse so the accommodations i use is an extra supplement but there's so many ways to get cheaper versions of that that don't include hotels and hotel points that for me i focus all right 80%, 90% of my stuff is on the miles and getting free flights. The other 10, 20 is like, all right, cool. I'll spend at hotels, you know, if I'm going to get these free nights. But if not, I'll go find a cool Airbnb. I'll stay in an awesome hostel, things like that. Sounds awesome, man. So from uh, Travel Hacking, you actually launched this amazing uh, podcast called Extra Pack of Peanuts. Tell us about uh, what made you actually uh, launch a podcast and uh, decide to do interviews with other travelers from around the world. Yeah. So Ricky, it's funny. Here's what happened. I think it's a common entrepreneurial story is that I wanted to, I was listening to podcasts and I was listening to a lot of sports podcasts and I'm like, well, I love travel. There's got to be good travel podcasts out there. And there just wasn't at that point. Not the, And the ones that were good focused just on destinations. So it was like, oh, you want to go to Rome? Here's what's to do. And here's what to do in Rome, which was fine. And, and good for that specific instance. But what I wanted to do was interview all these amazing people that I had heard about, read about, met all my travels. The, I wanted to hear their stories. I love stories and I love diving deep into why people are doing it and how they're doing it and what motivated them and inspired them. So no one that I found was doing it. And this was in March of 2013. So I had my blog for about a year and a little over a year, um, about a year and a half. And I was like, no one is doing this podcast. Well, I know nothing about how to do a podcast. But I really want to interview this one guy, Jason Lewis, and um, he was the first person to circumnavigate the globe using only human power. And I heard a little bit of his story and his website wasn't that great, but I thought, I want to talk to this guy and how can I get him to talk to me unless I have a podcast and I want to share his story. I'm one of those type of people that if I find out about something, I'll, I'll just want to share, 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 share. Like I want everyone to know about it too. So um, I got a few mics. I tried them all out. I, I watched like a tutorial on podcast and I started. And that was that. Um, that was, you know, about 300 episodes ago. We've had some amazing guests. Uh, my wife comes on as kind of a co-host, maybe every other show or every third show. And we do stuff more about ourselves and fun lists and what are our top 15 places we've ever been to and um, what are our biggest mishaps. People, of course, love that show. Um, so it, it's, it's now interviews with other travelers and also a little bit behind the scenes of our stories and some more like entertainment type shows. And uh, yeah, I love it. I, I, I cannot see a reason why I would stop doing it. And um, it all started just because I wanted to, I wanted someone else to do it and no one was. I thought, meh, well, I'll give it a try even if I don't know what I'm doing. 
Yeah, definitely similar to my story with podcasting. Uh, when, when I started, I was like, okay, one of the biggest objections people have for travel is like lack of money and they don't know how to make money while traveling. So I was like, okay, we need to provide resources and I want to learn more how to make multiple streams of income online. So I was like, okay, let's start interviewing people who are actually doing it. And right. here we are. I'm also, also at around 300 episodes and I've interviewed, uh, yeah, over 300 digital nomads who are traveling around the world and they're making it in terms of the income, the biggest barrier that people have. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to learn about, uh, you've done 300 episodes too, and I'm sure you've learned a lot from picking the brains of some of the world's best travelers. So what are your some of your biggest learning lessons over 300 episodes of Extra Pack of Peanuts so far? I've learned that it's impossible for me not to say, um, I've tried forever <laughs> to, to take that out of my vocabulary. And it's, I just, that's just the way it is. Um, some of the, there it is, some of the best lessons I've learned, a lot of it revolves around the fact that most people, and we kind of just touched on this when we talked about podcasting, don't have it all figured out. So you see it from their website or their Instagram, and this comes with making money online in the digital nomad space and also just the traveling space. You think, oh, these, these people, oh, Ricky took his family around for 12 months and look at what he's doing. This is so amazing. He must know exactly what's going on and have it all figured out. And then you interview Ricky. He's like, no, we don't know what's going on half the time. We just make it up as we go and we figure it out. And, and that's the beauty of it. So a lot of it comes from this idea that you're, you're never going to feel really prepared no matter what you're doing, but you have to, you have to get going. And so whether it be that guy, Jason Lewis, I told you about who was sitting in a bar with a buddy and said, Hey, I want to go across the world in human power. And I think it's only going to take two years. And it took him, I think 12 and a half years or whether it's you know, someone who's coming on who said, I want to take my, my family on their first trip and um, I'm going to leave my job and I want to start a side business. I have no idea what it's going to be. And then all of a sudden they start a blog that makes them, you know, more money than they've ever made before. Whatever it is, people didn't, the, the path that they ended up taking looks much different than what they imagined it was when they started. And that's fine because as you know, it's cliche, but people always talk about it. it's the journey, not the destination, but it's so, so, so true. So I learned that, of course, I, I've learned countless ways to travel cheaper, especially you know, people think that travel is going to be more expensive before they get out and doing it and do it. It'll probably be expensive in the beginning as you're figuring it out or more expensive, but you certainly find tiny little ways to save money over and over and over again. So, um, there's a few of the, the main tips of, of people thinking that everyone else has it figured out. No, 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 they don't like, and don't let anyone tell you that they do because they'd be lying. And also the fact that what you think is going to happen isn't going to be the way it, it, it does happen, but that's going to be a blessing, not something that you're going to be upset about in the long run. Yeah, definitely very insightful. I, I totally agree there on that point about not everyone has figured everything out. And, you know, even here as we're sitting in Chile and uh, when I was on your show, you're asking me, okay, what's going to happen in the next few months or years or beyond? I'm like, I'm still trying to figure out, Travis, you know, and uh, this is one of the questions I ask at the end of my shows, like, what's your vision for the future? And a lot of people are traveling. They're still trying to figure it out. And uh, it's actually good to, to, to know that is that uh, people who are, haven't started this journey, that you don't need to know every step of the way. You just have to start that first step. And as Lauza said, you know, the journey of a thousand miles or a thousand kilometers around the world always starts with that first step. So that's, you know, the bottom line is to take that step, no matter how difficult or challenging it is. I completely agree. Also, another lesson I learned is that the more you travel, the more you want to travel. So I, I used to get asked by people who didn't travel as much, 
all right, Trav, like, oh, cool. You're, you're in your late twenties. So you're traveling around and now you're like, you're early thirties. So like, when is this going to be over? Oh, when you have a kid, it's going to be over as if it was like a, a water bottle that you filled up and then you reached the level and then it was done. Right. That was it. And I didn't know either when it would be over. I didn't know if it would be over. I knew I didn't want it to be, but I kept waiting in the beginning when I first started out for that feeling of, all right, now I'm done traveling. And what I've learned and what I've learned from the 300 people who have come on the show is that the more you do it, the more filled with wanderlust you get. And the more you realize that you've only seen a fraction of it, even if you've been like, oh, you've been to Thailand. Why do you go back to Thailand so much? You know, you've already been there. Well, yeah, I was there two years ago. That country's changed infinite amounts in two years. And I saw one of the 700 islands, right? Or whatever, however many there are. So it's, it's you never, at least from anyone I've talked to, get to a point where you're done traveling. You might have to slow down for some reasons. You might stop traveling as quickly or, or life might uh, throw you a curveball and stuff like that. But usually the more you travel, the more you want to, not the less that you want to. Yeah, absolutely. Every single guest, when I hear about their travel stories, I'm like, oh man, I got to go there. I got to go there. And you know, it's a never ending desire to see the entire world. And you know, we're, we're getting there, little one country at a time. So Travis, uh, from Extra Pack of Peanuts, you've started uh, launching a few different products, everything from the Paradise Pack to Location Indie. So uh, walk us through that journey in terms of uh, launching products from the podcast. Yeah, it looked like this. It looked like as I mentioned, people coming to me saying, how, how can you help me with this time question? You've helped me with a money question to travel cheaper, but how can you give me more time to travel? And at first I thought, well, I can't, I, you know, what am I going to do? I, I don't know how to give someone more time until I realized, and this did take, believe it or not, when you're in your own world and you're doing your own thing, you don't, you don't always see the, the big picture, see what other people see. And it took me a few months and then I started thinking, well, okay, I, I am making money online. I don't know everything about making money online. This goes back to the not knowing everything and, and to just do it before you know everything. I didn't know everything about making money online. There were plenty of people making way more than me. There's still plenty of people making way, way more than me. But I did know how to make enough to keep my lifestyle going. And now, thankfully, I've learned how to make enough to not only keep the lifestyle going, but you know, put, put money away and get to do some, some bigger stuff and, and grow a business. But at first, I just thought, okay, well, I'm just going to provide a template for some other people who might want to also do this. Not everyone who travels wants to become location independent. Not everyone wants to leave their job or start their own company or anything like that. But enough people were asking me about it that, that I thought, okay, well, there are people out there who want to do this as well. They want to travel and work. They want to make this their lifestyle, not just travel as a part of their lifestyle, but it actually be their lifestyle. So we started a, a project. A good buddy of mine got a hold of me, um, and uh, his name's Jason Moore. He has a podcast called the Zero to Travel Podcast. And he said, hey, I have this idea to do a bundle sale. Like, What if we took everyone we know who has these products about how to build an online business and how to travel cheaper, and we put them together, and we sold this as at a massively discounted thing. So we said, if someone came to us, they, they would say, I want to be location independent. We could say, here you go. This is going to teach you online business and it's going to teach you how to travel cheaper. So we did that. Uh, we've done that for four years. It's, it's seven days only that the sale happens because it's a crazy discounted price. And so we did that once and we thought, okay, that went okay. Like, you know, we didn't know what to expect. We actually only gave ourselves a month to throw it all together. It was mayhem. You know, all the stuff that we're doing now with marketing and Facebook ads, we didn't do any of that. It was like, let's just find people who will help us, who will put their products in. From that, then we gave people these resources to learn. So they're going through these eBooks and online courses and all this. And they said, Hey guys, this is awesome. I'm learning so much, but guess what? 
No one in my real life understands what I'm talking about. I'm sitting here telling them I'm learning online business and I want to work from a beach in Thailand and they're shaking their head thinking this person is crazy. And I thought, well, yeah, most people in my normal life think I'm crazy too. Luckily, I have Jason and a few other friends, entrepreneurial friends that were doing this that I had met to, to be a support system. So then we thought, well, how can we provide a support system? There's got to be a good community out there. And like the podcast thing, um, there, there were communities out there that existed. I'm not going to say they weren't good, but they weren't exactly the way that I would have went about it. So we thought, well, why don't we put together a community? And that was in February of 2014, I believe. We started a community. So about um, yeah, uh, February 2015, about, about two and a half years ago. And um, that has blown up since then. And we're attracting pe the people that we want to attract. So it's, it's a support group and a community to help you continue to learn the skills you're going to need to become location independent, but as important and probably more importantly, surrounding yourself with other people who get you, who are like, you don't have to explain yourself. Ricky, you don't have to come on and be like, oh, I'm traveling around the world with my family and this is why. It's like, no, everyone's going to be like, that's awesome. How do I do that? So we built a community around that 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 is just an awesome, flourishing, nourishing community of people who, who want to become location independent or who already are location independent. And that's something you definitely need. You need the, that... Uh the tribe, the, the, the community of people who have the same mindset, uh, the same struggles, same challenges. Because when I, when I try to communicate with my friends back in Vancouver, I'm like, okay, these are some of our struggles and challenges. They just don't get it because they're not in the same mindset or they're not in the same space that we're in. So it's really good what you've developed. And I'm, uh, I just joined that actually about a month ago and it's uh, really great, the resources. Uh, I love these uh, Zoom meetings you guys have. It's not just uh, like two or three people, you're like 15 or 20 people all on at once. And it's uh, amazing uh, that community you built up. Uh, if people wanted to join, uh, what, uh, what are some of the, the features and benefits in that community that you offer uh, the members? Yeah. So what we've done is we've kept it really small in the beginning because we, we gave ourselves two years to essentially figure out how can we build the best community? Because we wanted to serve people with it. And it didn't help us if someone joined, you know, for a month and then didn't like it. And of course, there's going to be some people who like it and don't like it. That's always going to happen. Um, so what we do now is we we do four things a month. So, so it starts with, if you look at the, just the features, you come in and you're part of a community and we've got this awesome app that basically is like Facebook groups, but a thousand times better. So I was waiting for something better to come out forever with Facebook groups and essentially someone finally built a platform that 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 kicks its butt. So you have that. So it's 24-7 access. You know, you're posting on your wall. Here I am in Chile. And then someone's like, oh, I went there. You two weeks ago or whatever, where you're like, Hey, I need help with how to run a zoom meeting or how do I do this on my blog? And then, so it's, it's just essentially this vibrant online community that you can do from your mobile phone. You could do from your desktop, things like that. So you have access to that. And then what we do is every week we do something with the members. So every month we bring on an expert about a certain topic. So if you want to learn about podcasting, we're bringing on a podcasting expert. If you want to learn how to learn a language, bring on Benny Lewis from Th fluent in three months. If you want to learn, um, we just did one the other day about an Amazon business, building an Amazon business up. So we bring on Matt and Heath and they teach us exactly what they did. So we had these experts come on to, to teach people how to do that. So we have these workshops, which are really beneficial. Obviously, not everyone wants to run an Amazon business, but a lot of people, as you mentioned, want to diversify. So they're always looking for the next thing. All right, how, what, what can I get into? What interests me? Um, we also then put people in mastermind groups, which we have seen be the single most important thing that someone can do if they want to change their life. And whether that means become location independent and a digital nomad or whether it just means something else. If you join a mastermind group, essentially a group of 
I have people that meet every week or every other week and you get this really close knit community. So you have your location indie community as your tribe, but you've got this really close knit group of people that constantly motivates and, and inspires each other and gives advice. Um, so that has been the number one thing that has worked. So people we've seen become very, very successful inside our community. They're all members of mastermind groups. So we get you in mastermind groups and we, we try to sort you out with who might be on the similar level, similar interests, things like that. Um, and we do accountability calls, which is another huge part of it every month. So we bring you on and we're like, all right, this is what you said. You know, as you mentioned in this big group, right? There's like 50, 60 people on the call and we'll be like, all right, this is what you said last month. All right. Did you, did you do this? And if so, why, how, and, um, you know, what got in the way, what your struggles, what, what were the obstacles and things like that. So we try to do as, and then of I, I guess I should mention, we, we do stuff live in person. So we have breakout groups. So there's a New York City meetup going on this weekend. Everyone who's in New York City or traveling through, they're meeting up together. They're like going to an escape room. So we do fun events, like member events like that. And uh, looking to put on a conference in 2018 as well, like a much bigger thing of, of at least a couple hundred people. So there's a lot going on, um, but that is Location Indie Community, and, and you can find out more information at locationindie.com. We only open it up a couple times a, a year, um, so you can't just join at any point because we like to bring people in as cohorts, like same as they do in university, right? You can't just walk up uh, mid-October and be like, oh, I'm going to hop in this class now today, and I just want to join for, you know, and I know your semester started a month and a half ago. So we bring people in in groups so that they, they're like the freshmen coming in, they're new. We, we go through orientation. We have all like the veterans come and, and match them up and stuff like that. So uh, it's open a few times a year, but if you're on the mailing list, you'll figure out when that is. Like we'll, we'll let you know and, you, and you'll have the opportunity to join. Awesome. Yeah, definitely highly recommend uh, joining that uh, mailing list and uh, when it opens up again, uh, joining the community as well. So Travis, yeah, you've done uh, you know the podcast, uh, you've done the bundles, and you've done the community. And uh, recently, you've been active, really active in this whole Airbnb. Uh, so walk us through how you got into Airbnb and how is that working for you so far? Yeah, I didn't have enough on my plate, Ricky. So um, I decided to, to go into another venture, like all of us, right, who... <laughs> just have these ideas. Sometimes I wish I didn't have them, but uh, I, I love real estate. I know Philadelphia very well. I've loved staying at Airbnbs and, and I've always enjoyed being a host. So again, I'm the type of person who likes to shout everything from the rooftops. If I know the best happy hour, like everyone's going to know the best happy hour. And if I know, you know, this and that. So we thought my wife and I were, were sitting down there. I love finding good deals. I love finding the real estate. She's great at interior design and things like that. So we started saying like, this kind of matches with what we want to do. We also want to take some of the, the stuff that we do digitally and, and put down, not roots that hold us down, but, but actually have some stuff in the real world. Because sometimes it's nice to get in my car and drive to one of our properties and touch the wall and be like, hey, this is a real thing. You know, sometimes you get lost in this whole digital realm, which I love, obviously. So. Um, that's what we did. We, uh, I would not recommend this, but we bought three properties in seven months. Uh, I, I, that's a long story in, in and of itself, but we, we got three properties in seven months and we always knew that we wanted to rent them out on Airbnb. Obviously the profit margins could, could possibly be higher. We could make more money. Plus we like the idea of having these shorter stays of, of someone coming into our city of Philadelphia and us giving them just such an amazing time by telling them exactly where to go, what to do and having them have a, a really cool Airbnb to stay at. So because we've stayed at probably hundred over a hundred Airbnbs everywhere from China to all over the U S and everywhere in between. Um, we've kind of taken what we thought were the best 
qualities of some of those and tried to put that into our Airbnb. So it's going well. It's been a, you know, uh, we started December, 2016. So it's been uh, about eight, nine, 10 months of, of, of getting it rolling. And, you know, like everything, Ricky, we learned, right? The first one, we did some stuff. And then the second one was easier. And the third one was easier. And, um, and we're starting to see trends and patterns and, you know, we could get into all the pricing or we won't get into all the pricing, but all that. So it's just another project and something that I've always been interested in and thought I'd be good at. And, um, yeah, so it, it, it took up a good chunk of our seven months, but it's now rolling and, and, um, it's just been a fun experience. I love learning and I'm so curious that I just, if something sticks in my head, I, I kind of follow the rule of if you have an idea and it's in your head and you try to get rid of it, you kind of push it to the side and it's still there like a year later, then you, you, you know, maybe it's something you should act on because we all have a hundred ideas and then a lot fall by the wayside. But if that thing just sticks in your head and this Airbnb thing did for, for a couple of years as we were traveling, then I decided, Hey, I'm just going to act on it. And so it's going, it's going well. Um, but I wouldn't do three in seven months. It's, that's a bit crazy. Uh, maybe start with one and, and, and give it some time. It is certainly amazing that you're able to balance all these things. Uh, you got the the podcast, you got the community, the products, and then you got the um, the conference next year, plus the baby coming on. Uh, you know, in the next few uh, weeks potentially. So tell us about uh, your vision forward. So obviously, everything's going to change once you have the kid. Uh, tell us where you see yourself in the next few months, years, and beyond. Yeah, so I'm just really trying as much as I can to dive into this idea of, of being a dad and a parenthood. And so what that looks like, I don't know, since it's my first, I've talked to you and I've talked to plenty of people. So I have an idea, but really just trying to dive into that. And then of course, uh, trying to prove everyone wrong who said, Oh, once you have a kid, you're not going to travel. So we're looking, um, to take our two month old. He'll be about two uh, in January. We don't like the winter so much. So winter's in Philadelphia, January, February, let's get out of here type thing. So we are looking to possibly head down to New Zealand and take a month in camper van around New Zealand. Whether it happens or not, we'll see. Thanks to freaking fire miles, I got a ticket for $150 for two people down in New Zealand. So if we end up not doing it, you know, we could get refunded, all that kind of stuff. Um, but that's the plan uh, is getting him out, getting traveling, um, seeing seeing parts of the world. So that's that's the idea of, as far as the travel lifestyle, as far as the business side. Um, with Location Indie, like I said, we built it really slow on purpose for a while. And uh, now we've started to market it and we, we, we think we're, we've hit on what people want and, and do a good job at making sure people are getting in and actually getting results. So um, that we're looking to grow. We're at about 500 members looking to kind of get up into the 1,000, 1,500 people throughout the next year, really kind of get some critical mass and a groundswell with that. Uh, we're doing our Paradise Pack project again. That's always the first week of June. But this year, we're going to do something crazy with it. Of course, it's fifth year anniversary. Um, and we're going to actually try to bring people on together, everyone who's a contributor, whose products are in it, and, and everyone who's an affiliate, um, and be on yachts in the middle of Croatia, um, partying, hanging out, just having a blast with each other as the sale is going on to say, hey, look, we're teaching you that this lifestyle is possible. We're running a sale, our biggest sale of the year, and we're doing it while we're sitting on a yacht, hanging out with all these other amazing people. So that's in the works. Um, so those are kind of the big, big, big picture stuff. And at Extra Pack of Peanuts, keep doing the podcast. Um, keep pumping articles out. Uh, we have a team that, that's helping us like take a little bit of the writing burden off me because uh, uh, I enjoy the podcasting at this point a little more. So um, that's kind of it, man. Uh, you know, that, that's the long and short of it. And I just really 
I'm so interested to see how being a father changes things, uh, obviously for good and, and I won't say bad, but makes it a little more difficult at times. But uh, I'm just, I'm very blessed to have been given this opportunity to lead the life that I've wanted and to continue to do that even with a kid. Like it's not going to slow down or it's not going to stop, it might slow down. It's going to change for sure, but it's going to be on our own terms. I think that's what's the best thing about location independence and being a digital nomad is that the lifestyle changes with you. You don't have to change to, to pigeonhole yourself into the lifestyle. We're like, hey, we're going to be home for four months. Cool. All right. Now we're going to travel. Cool. We can do what we want. So just hopefully I can get that message out to to people who do have families, because now I'll have one as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm living proof that travel doesn't have to stop. It yes, you are. It can uh, definitely increase uh, when you're traveling, and it's such a, an important part of the family bonding. You know, our family is much more stronger now that we're on the road, spending such quality time together. So I highly encourage, you know, uh, new dads to travel. I know when I was a new dad back in, uh, you know, like 2012, when I first had my first kid, I, I, I was scared to do it. So I, I, I want to give you a huge uh, air high five for you doing it when your kid is only two months old. So good on you for starting him, or him, right? Him? Him, it's a, yeah, it's him. I, I'm trying to catch you. You said you want your uh, son to be the youngest person in every country in the world. So, I mean, <laughs> if I start mine at two months, maybe I started like a couple months earlier than you, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. I might have some competition. So far, no one is competing for the title of the first family to visit every country in the world. But uh, I, 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 it, it's actually good to have other families doing it because it will inspire me to do it even faster. So, That's yeah, right. go, for it, go for it. Travis. Motivation. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, what would you say? You've literally helped thousands of people become location independent, become digital nomads. Uh, any tips or advice you would give to someone who's watching who's maybe still in their hometown of Philadelphia or Vancouver, who's thinking of traveling, but they just don't know where to start? There's so much advice I could give, but I think the most important piece of advice and one that flies in the face of what people think I'm going to tell them. So this is why I think it's important. They, they assume that my answer when they say, Trav, listen to your podcast, your location indie podcast, and you and Jason were great. I'm going to become location independent. I'm quitting my job today and I'm going to do it. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's talk about your situation. And 95% of the people I'll, I'll, I'll tell them like, don't do that. Don't quit your job today to do it. Because what a lot of people... I, I get that they want the lifestyle and that's fine, but I did it slowly as well. And looking back, sometimes it doesn't seem slow, but I started my blog and my I didn't know what was going to be my business exactly at that point, but I started my blog January 1st, 2012. And I gave myself until August 2012 when I was leaving Japan because I knew I was leaving that teaching job to start making money. So I gave myself a runway of eight months. And again, I didn't even know what it was going to look like or how it was going to turn out. And it's certainly gone up and down and up and down a thousand times since then. But what I would suggest that people do if they're looking to do this is start doing it now without putting the financial pressure on it. Because if you quit your job, and if you have a lot of savings, those are a few people that, or they're like, I hate my job so much, I have to get out of here. Those are a few people I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe you should start as quickly as possible. But most people I say, keep your job, keep doing what you're doing. That's fine. As long as you can bear it, start doing this on the side. Take less time from watching Netflix or, or, you know, or, or just get, make non-negotiable hours. It's exactly what I did in Japan. Tuesday to Thursday from 4 to 7 p.m., I was blogging. My friends made fun of me. My wife made fun of me. They're like, what are you doing? We're going out to get drinks. We're going out to this pizza place. Or blah, 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 blah. We're getting sushi. And I'd be like, no, 4 to 7, I can't go with you. 7.30? Sure. 3.30? Maybe. But like 4 to 7, I couldn't. So make non-negotiable time. Start doing it on the side. 
because that's going to a take the financial burden off you, which is or, and off your project, which is great. And it's not it's going to allow you to do it in the way that you want to do it as opposed to a way that might be too quick that's not setting you up for long-term success. So start doing it as a side hustle. Find those hours to do it that, that, that you're losing by doing some other things. Don't quit your job. Don't you know, go off and make some drastic life change. Start it, set a goal. Maybe it's a certain amount of money or maybe it's a date that you're going to quit your job and you want to have this, this, and this accomplished. And, and you know, be a little more systematic than just saying, I'm going to jump in right away and make some crazy life change. That, that's how I've seen most people actually become successful in the long term when it comes to being location independent. Yeah, it's definitely rock solid advice. If you start uh, when you're in your hometown, you definitely have the benefits of the strong Wi-Fi, of the safe stability, security, and then you can uh, earn it up to that degree that when you leave, you don't have to like rely on savings alone because a lot of people rely on savings alone. They travel for a year, boom, running runs out. They got to go back and then they get depressed because they face a reverse culture shock. And then you, you, you kind of like, it's like, it's kind of like a broken model if you do it on savings alone. So if you can, uh, uh, you know, do it before you leave and then uh, build it up as much as you can. And then obviously keep building it when you're on the road. Great advice, Travis. Thank you. Yeah. And for us, it's all about setting people up for the long term, right? I mean, because I can't think of one person that has like started becoming location independent and built a lifestyle and been like, no, I'm going back to a corporate job. Maybe they've come home and, and, and had a home base more and not travel as much. But once you build it up, it's, it's, it's almost impossible. Like it would be very, very difficult for me to go back into some normal situation right now. And thankfully I, I don't ever envision that happening. So I want to set people up to do the same thing. Yeah. It's slower in the beginning, but you're going to have life like, like a lifetime of this versus, oh, cool, you made this money, uh, you got a big score, and now you've went out and you traveled for a year, and then you have to come back because, yeah, I, as you said, it's a broken model for a lot of people. They want that to continue because the more we travel, like we talked about, right, the more you want to do it. So that's what I want is that long-term success. So to get that long-term success and to follow the proper model, you know, I definitely highly encourage, uh, you know, people to connect with Travis and all of these different resources he's provided because that's something that, that there's definitely a lack of some good, great resources and Travis definitely a forerunner, a pioneer in this space. So Travis, uh, if people wanted to connect with all of the different products, all the different services you have, uh, what are the websites they can do that by? Yeah, so I, I'm getting better at linking them all together, but I'll give you a few. Extrapackofpeanuts.com is where we talk, is the travel site. And we have a podcast. So if you like this podcast, this might jive with, with something that you enjoy. You can find Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast on iTunes. You know, however you listen to this, you can find it. Um, the community site that we talked about being location independent, that's at locationindie.com. We also have a weekly podcast there. It's 30 minutes. We keep ourselves to 30 minutes. We usually focus on a topic or a story or something like that around location independence. So, of course, travel's baked into that. Um, and you can find that podcast as well. So, yeah, you go extra pack of peanuts for the travel side, location indie for the location independence side. And then we have podcasts for both of them. So, if you like this and you want more podcasts in your ear, uh, we've got enough for you uh, to, to keep you satiated there. 
Absolutely. Between Travis's 300 episodes and my 300 episodes, we have like 600 episodes. So that's a lot of hours of you listening, especially if you're on long bus rides or road trips or just listening while you're exercising, working out, uh, going to the gym, et cetera. So highly recommend Travis's uh, you know, uh, podcast, his products. So he's definitely been very inspiring to us as a family and uh, to, to literally hundreds, if not thousands of people around the world. So thanks so much, Travis, for being on the show. Wishing you the best in the next few weeks as you enter this new journey of fatherhood. I look forward to connecting with the kids somewhere in the world. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on, Ricky. You are inspiring to me. So I want to throw it back to you and thank you for being an inspiration to me. And uh, now I got to get to Chile. Like we said, you always filled up with more Wanderlust. I'm watching you there in Chile. I'm like, that looks pretty epic. So just another place to add to my, to my list. So thanks for having me on. And thanks to all the listeners. Um, just wish you all the best in the travel and location-independent journey and everything like that. And stay tuned, you know, uh, one of these days, uh, Travis and me, we're going to meet up in person. Who knows? It might be in Croatia. It might be also in the world. And we'll have a kids uh, playing together, the digital nomad kids playing together. Right. right. Buy that domain, digitalnomadkids.com. Let's get right. Thanks, Ricky. Get them, get them ready. The tra- if, you're not, if you're not going to buy it, someone else will. Digitalnomadkids.com. Cheers. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, uh, Travis. Thanks again. And uh, make sure you connect with Travis. Once again, Extra Pack of Peanuts, uh, the Paradise Pack in Location Indie. He has a wealth of info, uh, both free and paid. So if you want to just uh, test it out, definitely check out those uh, uh, the, the, the podcast. And I'm sure once you see all the wealth of info, you'll be a part of the Location Indie community. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode uh, live on location here from beautiful Chile, uh, teaching you how to make money from traveling the world with our guest, Travis Sherry from Extra Pack of Peanuts. Happy travels, everyone.